Hello. Welcome to the April 26, 2023 edition of the Angus Beef Bulletin Extra. This is the audio version provided by your Angus Beef Bulletin editorial team. I'm Shauna Hermel and I'm going to read the edition's top stories. Let's start out with our front page story, uh, Cattle Economics, Marketing Cows, and Expansion Plan. It's difficult to outguess the market, but knowing all the options aids in decision making. This article is a commentary by Andrew Griffith of the University of Tennessee. There has been and will continue to be considerable discussion regarding beef cattle herd expansion through 2023. This discussion will continue in 2024, but what is being discussed next year will be highly dependent on the current year's weather, feed prices, and expansion in the second half of 2023. The first step in cattle herd expansion is increasing profits at the cow-calf sector. In other words, cattle prices must increase, input costs decrease, or both. With calf and feeder cattle prices reaching their highest level since the last quarter of 2015, it is clear cattle prices have increased. However, the cost structure has changed considerably since 2015, and profitability in today's environment does not compare with profitability in late 2015. Despite the cost structure being different, cattle producers will begin making expansion plans and decisions in the current year, even if it does not mean purchasing breeding age females. Cattle producers can employ two methods to expand the national cattle herd. The one most people think about first is retaining heifers or purchasing heifers. These animals are young and are expected to stay in production for several years. The second method is retaining females that should otherwise be culled because they have the ability to produce one or two more calves. A third way of expanding the cattle herd for an individual operation, but not a method that contributes to national herd growth, is purchasing mature females that are somewhere between the beginning and end of their productive life cycle. This essentially results in trading a cow from one farm to another farm. The heifer market typically generates the most enthusiasm, so it is a good place for us to start. Based on research from the University of Tennessee, one can estimate five to six month bred heifers valued at 2.3 to 2.8 times the value of a 500 pound weanling heifer. As of this writing, 500-pound heifers were valued around $1,000 per head. This means five to six-month bred heifer values should probably be in the range of $2,300 to $2,800 per head. And to clarify, that's bred heifers that are five to six months along in pregnancy. There can be huge variation between bred heifer values based on size of the heifer, hide color, if she fits typical breeding seasons, the bull she's bred to, general quality of the female, and other factors. Putting those types of values in writing is tough, but they are values the market could see. How profitable those animals will be during their lifetime is yet to be determined. The second method of expanding the cattle herd is retaining females that should otherwise be culled. There is always a temptation to help breeding females that have small issues when calf prices increased. 
There is also a temptation to purchase these animals and to take a risk on them. For those on the side of retaining versus selling these females, it would be wise to consider the salvage value of that female. Slaughter cow prices will reach beyond a dollar per pound this year, and letting go of those females may not be a bad idea. Retaining and breeding a heifer is not a dollar for dollar trade here, but it could be a consideration. For those looking to purchase such animals, all it takes is considering why others are selling those animals, and then the risk of purchasing looks even greater. This does not mean it is not worth the risk, but the risk is great. The place where buyers and sellers may find common ground is in middle-aged cows. There will be a strong market for all breeding-age females. This includes 4- to 8-year-old females in good condition. If there are some issues with pastures that need to be addressed or life circumstances that demand a greater time commitment, it may not be a bad year to market mature bred females. Similarly, if there are potential buyers who have additional resources to carry cattle, then purchasing a few proven females during their prime could pay dividends while calf prices are strong. It is difficult to outguess the market but producers should sharpen the pencil and evaluate alternatives. There are always opportunities in the cattle market. Sometimes it is in selling and other times in buying. Producers have to be ready to take advantage of each opportunity. As an editor's note, Andrew Griffith is an assistant professor at the University of Tennessee Institute of Agriculture. And you can find this article on the front page of the Angus Beef Bulletin Extra, which is located at www.angusbeefbulletin.com forward slash extra. All right, let's move on to our next article. The second article we'll read to you is from the management page, and our lead article there also deals with culling cows. This article is titled, Extension Specialist Gives Four O's for Crazy Cows, Unproductive Cows Eat Up More Than Hay, and the article is written by Linda Geist of the University of Missouri. Load them up and ship them out. That's the advice University of Missouri Extension Livestock Specialist Andy McCorkle gives on crazy cows. Post-drought hay shortages have forced cattle producers to cull cows that aren't a good fit for their operations. Short hay supplies press producers to tighten cow herds, but routine culling can improve herd management overall. Even though the cull cow market has remained relatively stable, don't carry unproductive cows through the winter, McCorkle says. Poor cows eat up more than hay. They eat up profit margins. The daily feed costs for cows eating lower quality hay and a feed supplement calculated many times to more than $3 per head per day this winter, McCorkle says. Sticker shock really sinks in when you look at the cost over the whole winter. When you feed that way for 120 to 150 days per year, it's easy to have $400 to $500 per head tied up in winter feed costs alone. That's another reason to give freeloaders a ride on the first trailer headed to the sale barn. McCorkle, like many other livestock producers who have been on the receiving end of an ornery cow, 
says he abides by the four O's of culling cattle, open, old, ornery, or other. Select the right replacement heifers as you prepare to rebuild the breeding herd, he says. The Show Me Select platform is a sound approach to finding the ones that will work. With costs like they are now, it may even be smart to maintain current, smaller inventories and evaluate management before adding additional animals back into the operation, he says. Cows need to earn their keep, even in years when forages and hay are plentiful, he adds. Here are some guidelines. First calf heifers must calve by 24 months. Cows should produce a calf each year. Cows must produce the right amount of milk for the calf. Keep cows with good genetics Cows should maintain good body condition scores. Cows must have a good disposition. For more guidelines, Culling the Commercial Cow Herd BIS Fact Sheet is available at www.extension.missouri.edu forward slash G2036. And of course, the easy way to get to that link is to go online and access that article, the first article on our management page um, and access the link in the story. MU Extension Regional Agronomy and Livestock Specialist can help plan. More information on forage is available from the Alliance for Grassland Renewal. The Alliance includes partners from university, government, industry, and nonprofit groups and the article also contains a link to the URL for that organization as well. As an editor's note, Linda Geist is a Senior Strategic Communication Associate for the University of Missouri, and again, she wrote this article. Additional articles on our management page include an article on proper hay storage methods to reduce waste. Uh, once you put all the energy into putting up and baling hay, as we'll be doing here in the next several months, um, we want to make sure we keep in mind ways that we can reduce hay wastage and make sure the cows get the most of value out of that feed resource. Uh, we also have our gizmos and gadgets column that features the technologies in the industry that we think might be useful to you in your operations. All right, let's go ahead and move on to our um, health and nutrition page. Our lead story there is tips to prepare cattle for the summer. K-State veterinarian shares tips to prepare cattle for summer. Hans Lasek says vaccinations, ear tags, are key to maintaining herd health. Kansas State University veterinarian Greg Hans Lasek is urging beef cattle producers to review their herd's vaccination and parasite control program as summer approaches. He says vaccinations should be given to protect the cows against all the major reproductive infectious diseases before breeding season, including infectious bovine rhinotracheitis, or IBR, bovine viral diarrhea, BVD, leptospirosis, and campylobacter. Those vaccinations should be given 45 to 60 days before the bulls will be released with the cows, says Hans Lasek. This allows enough time for the cows to respond to the vaccine and enough time for the cow to recover from any minor negative vaccine effects. 
use the same vaccine and the same vaccine schedule for the bulls. Bulls are too often forgotten in vaccination programs, he adds. In addition, Hanslesek recommends insecticidal ear tags to control for flies this summer, saying tags still provide the best protection against heavy fly infestations. Tag cows and bulls, reminds Hanslesek, two tags per animal are more effective than one. It might also be necessary to tag the calves in times when fly populations are very large, but producers should start with the cows. Hanslesick says producers should rotate the fly tag's chemistry to decrease the fly's ability to build resistance to the insecticide. If we continue to use products that have the same chemistry, insecticide, we breed for resistance, he says. Either a two- or three-year rotation is ideal, depending on the insecticides used. He adds, It is also important to remember to remove the insecticide ear tags at the end of pasture season and dispose of them properly. Not doing this will build up insecticide resistance in the fly populations and, through time, fly programs will become less and less effective. More information is available at local extension offices in Kansas. Um, as an editor's note, this article and photo are provided by K-State Research and Extension News Service. Other articles that we have on our health and nutrition page um, include an article by Heather Smith-Thomas on uh, minimizing injuries to bulls when they're out in the breeding pasture. Um, and an article on understanding hardware disease. We also feature an Angus at Work podcast with Ted Perry from Purina Animal Nutrition talking about why you shouldn't feed cows like you did 20 years ago. All right, let's turn our attention to the marketing page, which is going to be one that you'll want to check all three stories out uh, this month. We have an article from CAB talking about how we can back up our consumer uh, appeal with data in the Angus breed. We have a market closeout by Troy Marshall. And we have an article from um, the Livestock Marketing Information Center on the fact that we're breaking, we're setting records with calf prices right now. So it's kind of hard to choose, just picking one of those articles to, to read. So I hope you'll go to the marketing page at www.angusbeefbulletin.com forward slash extra and read them all three. Uh, but let's dig into this article on conveying the premium to consumers. How Certified Angus Beef is strengthening its messaging with data and still offering the same great taste. This article is by Morgan Becker of Certified Angus Beef. The best place to reach consumers is at the meat case. That's why there are so many labels on products. To be successful, brands must create messages that resonate with their ideal customer. The Certified Angus Beef brand is often advertised as the best and taste secured its growth around the globe. As a younger generation of consumers has more buying power in the market, their expectations of high-quality beef are expanding. Our product has to taste great every time, 
and the consumer has to feel good about what the brand stands for, said Nicole Ersig, CAB Communications Director. They seek products they think are good for them, the animal, and the planet. During a learning lounge session at the 2023 National Cattlemen's Beef Association trade show, CAB shared how it is meeting customer expectations. There, Ersig and Kristen Nichols, CAB's animal care and sustainability scientist, shared how the brand is responding to consumer research. When asked about sustainability, animal welfare is the number one consumer concern, Ersig said, followed by the environment. The way we reach most consumers is at the meat case, she said. So, as we think about telling your story, it has to be simple and fit on a package. Starting in 2023, consumers will see the statement, dedicated to humane animal care and climate-friendly practices, on packaging and marketing of the brand. We landed on this statement through consumer research, Ersig said. It's obviously not something that connects with cattlemen. Those words aren't words we'd use to describe cattle production, but it is what cattle producers are doing, and it resonates with consumers. Supporting the statement requires more information on production practices to verify how you are caring for cattle and managing the land. Quantifying practices at the ranch is challenging but accredited certifications like Beef Quality Assurance, BQA, verify producers' dedication to animal welfare to consumers. That's why CAB is asking Angus breeders and commercial cattlemen to share their BQA or equivalent certification with the brand. It's doing things like BQA certification, keeping good production records, and having a grazing management plan, Ersig said, speaking about increasing consumers' trust. As a food marketer, I can take that information and use it to garner more value for your product. If you are BQA certified and would like to share your certificate with CAB, visit https colon forward slash forward slash cutthebull.info forward slash. And again, that link is within the article, so the easy way to access it is to go online um, and access that article on our, our marketing page. Taking care of the land provides sustainable resources for cattlemen to raise premium beef year after year. The Working Grasslands Conservation Initiative supports the climate-friendly part of the marketing claim by creating a collaboration to measure environmental practices with Ducks Unlimited. We are experts of beef, Nichols said, and Ducks Unlimited has conservation experts and access to research that quantifies how cattle and grasslands are essential to a healthy ecosystem. The initiative supports a voluntary suite of programs for producers in the northern Great Plains and collects data measuring carbon sequestration, improvements to soil health, development of clean water resources, and biodiversity. Consumers trust producers and believe beef can be raised in a way that's good for the environment, Nichols said. This allows us to gather actual metrics in a variety of environments and share it through the supply chain. While data are still being collected, initial findings will be released later this year. The best beef used to be great tasting, consistent steak, and that's still important, but now we have to deliver more.
While we must meet consumer preferences, it's driven by the supply chain delivering beef to consumers at grocery stores and restaurants and their sustainability commitments. Whether you're marketing Angus bulls or commercial feeder cattle, the more information you can collect on an animal, the wider your customer base is, Ersig said. That's really what we're trying to do at the brand, looking for ways to add value along the chain, she added. Producers are at the very beginning and have the most information to share about that calf. As an editor's note, Morgan Becker is Producer Communications Manager for Certified Angus Beef. And that wraps up the four stories that we were going to read to you um, for this edition of the Angus Beef Bulletin Extra. Please go online to www.angusbeefbulletin.com forward slash extra and access all 12 of the articles that we unveiled on April 26th. Uh, we hope that you'll also catch our Angus at Work podcast uh, and this Angus Beef Bulletin audio podcast anywhere you download um, podcasts for your regular listening pleasure. You can also find those on our Angus Beef Bulletin Extra website under the Extras tab up in that black navigation bar at the top. Again, I'm Shauna Hermel. If you've got any comments or suggestions for us to help improve our offerings, please um, email us at abbeditorial.com at angus.org where you can email me directly at s-h-e-r-m-e-l at angus.org. Thanks and we'll look for you in two weeks.